0: Hello and welcome to the Lampladder Way. We have a great episode with special guest Daniel Vaman from Town Square Mortgage. This one's going to be um, graph and stats heavy, but we won't bore you, I promise. This is some very relative information and I'm excited to get to it. But uh, interest rates, nobody likes talking about that that much, but let's give some context behind what is happening right now. Today's date is September 12th for anybody listening and Daniel's got uh, some pretty in-depth uh, details here that are just some context clues of what's happening. And we'll get right to it. So, Daniel, um, let's start with the first graph. What do you got here?
1: So, we have the unemployment rate, right? So, yes. And why,
0: before we get into that, why that is your kind of key indicator, I, I feel like, what you yes. talked to us. Explain your reasoning behind that.
1: So, if people don't have jobs, right, mm-hmm. they're going to stop spending, Mm-hmm. And that's going to help reduce the inflation. And then hopefully the Federal Reserve will lower the interest rates. But right. it's going to take some time. Sure. We need a little bit higher unemployment, unfortunately, right. for rates to, or for inflations to, uh, to cool down. But there's a lot of other factors now involved, too, that I like that shows more indications of why rates next year hopefully will go down. Sure. So, okay. So yeah. we've
0: got this graph here right now. Unemployment rate. Um, give us some, some so, interpretation here.
1: Yeah. So right now we're around 3.8%. Right? So I my personal opinion is we have to see 4 to 4.5% okay. for rates to, again, another reason for Federal Reserve to say people don't have jobs. Right? They're right. going to stop spending. So maybe we have to start reducing the rates to get that purchase power back again.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: So, and again, the trends have been for the last six months or prior to this one that the unemployment rates were coming down. Uh And recently now we see a big spike. Yeah, I see that
0: here on the graph too. It went from 3.5 to
1: 3.8. And most likely that's going to continue because there is more layoffs in the tech industry, there is layoffs from retailers and so on. So I think that's not been fully baked in. And then also a lot of people now or a lot of companies are doing the, you have to come back to the office, right? right? And okay. I talked to a good friend of mine, I said, Daniel, that's not, a, that's not a layoff. We're saying that because it's a voluntary layoff. Okay. If you don't want to come to the office, well, you have a choice. You can go some other way. And that's not even been baked into these numbers either.
0: So when you say I don't know if I fully gather that, so voluntary layoff, they're just saying, hey, you, like if you don't want to come back, you can go somewhere else. They're trying to get people they, exactly. to quit as opposed to playing paying unemployment and exactly. severance and all that stuff. Exactly.
1: There. So you know, there's several big companies, tech companies that are telling their employees, hey you got to come back to the office at least three to four times a week, yeah. right? M- many people are used to staying at home and say, hey, right. I don't want to do this. I'm going to try to look for another job. Well, that's not being laid off. They're right. going to voluntarily. Got it. And the tech industry, because there's a lot of turbulence going on now, they don't want to create that turbulence saying that there is a lot more layoffs.
0: Right. So right.
1: they name it in a different, in a different way.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay.
1: So that's my opinion about this. It's more of uh, trying to keep the labor force calm, sure. but they're gradually changing the...
0: They're moving the, the herd. The, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And can you share what company that was? I you
1: can't. Don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to. It's a, It's a Fortune 100 company. Fair yeah. enough. We'll yeah. leave
0: it at that. So yeah. big company making those moves, you probably can potentially relate with that.
1: mean, even you have Zoom... Uh-huh. Going out and telling their employees yes, that they back. have to go back to work, and what are they selling? They're selling <laughs> a technology where you have to go, or you do it online. Everything, all the meetings. Right. It so, was it
2: was compass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he knows more about it yeah.
0: than we do. Hey, I, I I've seen him come and go with that, but yeah, the the reorganization of the herd. Uh, using, I would call it corporate jargon, um, right. which I don't vibe all that much with. But I, I can see that happening where what the key component here is that that's not being, potentially it's not being baked into this yeah. because they're expecting people to quit and maybe have a gap even in between exactly. uh, employment yeah. as well. So, okay, so unemployment's on the rise. Uh, yeah. It's going to take some time. What other graphs do we have here? So
1: we have the... Personal spending, right? Okay. So back in 2020, people were able to spend or save a lot of money just because they were working from home and- uh,
2: They weren't traveling.
1: They weren't traveling and so on. So you had a huge spike in the savings. It was almost 25%.
2: Is that not skewed in some way, though? That seems, I'm trying to look at the last crash in 08, right? Like, that seems so high. It was even, for a moment, it looks like it was at 35
1: 35, It's 35%, yeah. And now we're below 5% savings, Gotcha. so if you have unemployment coming in gradual where you don't save as much, right, and then on top of that, we have the credit card debt being at its highest uh, I mean we've never been this high never. so there's yeah, the just, balances yeah, so there's just a lot of uh, lot of trends that I see that potentially could reduce the interest rates gotcha, so okay, and,
0: so credit card balances are high comparative to years prior. And
1: then you don't can't spend, you can't say. So there's really people don't have the money to save. So they're just moving now to more credit card debts. Right. Gotcha. And then the credit card interest rates it's as, as as it's highest too. Right. Right. So that's also going to hurt in terms of the monthly payments that you're going to have to make. So,
0: gotcha. So do you see any strong correlation just you know from your personal opinions of credit card balances getting too high where their payments are getting too high their debt to income ratio is increasing to where they either can't buy they're going to have to sell
1: to to some extent there is going to be like i don't say there's going to be a crash but sure. people are going to be more careful in what they decide to buy okay i mean even yeah, I talked to my friends. Right, a lot of them are already considering when they don't go grocery shopping. Right. Hey, I might consider the private brand versus right. the right. higher end brands. Right. Whatever. Right. So people are conscious about what how it's affecting their uh, their wallet.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of that affecting your wallet too, um, let's look at the rental uh, graph here yeah. because rents are going up along with everybody else's bills. So how does that relate?
1: Yeah, so there is this price-to-ratio graph that we have, and it's almost at its peak. It was high a little bit higher in 2022, but it's coming down slightly. But that's another, I would say, pool of people Uh that down the road will look for homes, right? Because at some point they're going to say, this is not worth paying for rent. I'd rather go with maybe a higher, slightly higher mortgage, and at least I can save equity than throwing my money out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think about it when it comes to renting. You know, if interest rates are high right now, they're looking at their monthly pay- payment being potentially much higher than renting. Yeah. But rentals, and Ryan would love your opinion on this too, I, I, I would imagine that rent, rent rates don't really go down all that often. They really just stay the same and they continue to go up. So rent rates are probably not going to adjust towards interest rates and home purchasing. So like you said, they're going to start looking at that as rates come down. We're not that far off from rental to mortgage.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, you look at the inventory right now where I, you guys are the experts, but based on the graphs, where is it's lowest since, I mean, I don't think we've ever had this low inventory. Is that correct? Right. but
2: what I was noticing when we were looking at it together before we went live as well is it's getting lower because you have all these sellers or owners, homeowners sitting on great rates, like two and a half percent, three percent. So it does create stability for us in the market. And so it's interesting to me because buyer demand, because rates are so painfully high in comparison to where they were, there's some normalization going on. But you know, having it so low, we don't have that pent up buyer demand at the moment. Now, when those rates drop... I'm operating under the assumption that a lot of people, at least that we're talking to locally is individuals who are saying, yeah, when I, when I move, I'm going to wait for that time. So there's this kind of like herd mentality at the moment. So we're feeling like there could be some more, maybe frenzy is not the right word, but more intensity maybe next year.
1: I, I agree. If, if everyone decides to jump in the market together and mm-hmm. we still have low inventory, Right. I mean, what's going to happen with the, sa- with the home prices? Because people yeah. still need to buy and sell. Not yeah. everybody, but...
0: Well, I think, Ryan, our clienteles are a little bit different where Ryan is probably more listing-heavy than buyer-heavy, somewhere in the medium range there. I have a lot of first-time home buyers. I do have demand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have pent-up demand. Uh, within the last two months, I probably had 10 people approach me saying, hey, I can't afford it at this interest rate, but if it comes down half a percent, I am in, and I don't want to miss out. And so, But they don't have to sell. So they're looking to get in to at least get their foot in the door. I think the buy and sell is definitely more of a standstill mm-hmm. than maybe first-time home buyers.
2: Makes sense, yeah. So yeah, you, the the inventory thing's interesting to me because it is like that was surprising to me and and valuable to see these graphs because it's okay, wow, that is low inventory. And last time we were there, I remember what that felt like because rates were lower.
1: But so, it, but this time is different yeah. too, just because people have so much equity right, right, in right. their homes and they have mortgage rates that are in the 2 to 3%, right? Yeah.
2: I will so, say, again, just speaking individually to our group, and that can be skewed because we only have our exposures yeah. of what may be the rhythm of our own book in the moment. But I do feel like the more resource buyers are not scared to buy right now. Like those with a, are a little more cash heavy in the higher price points. And then to your point, the lower price points too seem to be, now again, they're snapping up deals. They're perceiving like the higher, higher price points they're perceiving. They can negotiate muscle a little bit, which they haven't been able to do in the past. And then the low price points in unison with what you said, we are seeing the same thing. Still plenty of interest, maybe 300 and below. I'm just trying to think of a number here.
0: Yeah. And I'd like to talk. So we're talking about inventory here. Uh, new builds, you know, Mm -hmm. people are moving on the outskirts. They're moving to the outskirts because they think they can get a new build. Maybe I'll get a house in 10 months or nine months. Um, but the we've got another graph here that talks about housing starts and how, you know, are builders actually building or are they not building? I think it's right here. No. Um, but yeah, the, what are builders doing right now? What are you, Yeah, what you're your connected day? to uh,
1: uh,
2: friends that are builders too. Yeah,
1: no, I feel like the builders are, they're building, but they are building with cautiousness because they are probably looking at these graphs too, right? Right. And they are... Still, they see that there's a demand for them, but they don't want to be caught with a bunch of inventory right. like they got caught in 2009 and 2008, right. right? So they want to make sure that they can sell their homes quick and yeah. then, uh, you know, get rid of it, of the books, right? Yeah. So,
0: so these are these graphs are nationally speaking, yes, right?
1: These are, so that's, that is one thing to keep in mind. Dallas have always, always right. or Texas have always been a little bit different. Right. But overall, we follow the same trends, sure. right? Uh, but I feel like there is going to be some deviation with the Texas market.
0: So out of these graphs, which ones do you feel like Texas is more magnified or um, maybe an advantage or a disadvantage in any well, of these graphs?
1: W- with you know, we, we have such a diversified workforce here or industry. We mm-hmm. don't rely on... Oil. We don't rely on healthcare. Certain states are very, you know, specific right. for for that particular industry. We got oh, you know, so many different uh, industries. Which if one doesn't do as well, you know what? We can equal out the unemployment with. Right. It's not going to be some huge drop. So I think we're gonna, we're in a very stable economy and very business friendly economy here.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more. Yeah.
1: So. So I feel like it's not going to be as it's not going to affect us as much, but even with rates going down, that's just going to create more pressure on the prices, right. and then most likely it's going to go higher. right yeah
0: All right. so that being said, if you could give you know maybe a summary takeaway um, from this data uh, to a potential buyer or seller, you know what what maybe one or two senses you would give them as far as their consideration to buy or sell right now?
1: That's a great question. So if someone is going to wait until everyone else jumps in, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? We're going to be pushing up the prices, right? So do I say to myself, hey, I may jump in now where I can get a good opportunity. I'm okay with a higher interest rate for maybe a year, right? and then I refinance. Right. But if I wait like everyone else is thinking of doing, now we're going to be doing this going over list price we're going to waive appraisals which is not going to benefit anyone
2: right so it's because the inventory is so low yeah
1: so what i've told to some of my clients that wanted to do maybe 20% down or 15% down i tell them go down 10% have the reserves Yes. use those res- use those reserves if you feel a little strapped on the mortgage or whatever then pay that extra amount toward the mortgage or whatever you want to do instead of using all of your reserves immediately.
0: And one thing to add on to that, I guess this brought up one more question for me. Um, Buying down the rate, I know that's this whole other conversation, but if they decide to put 10% down and have some excess cash, and if you could give a high-level summary of things that make sense to buy down the rate, like do they need to be in the house for four to five years for that to make sense, or what if the rate comes back down is that wasted money?
1: Yeah. So right now, it depends which buy down option you do. So if you do a one one oh buy down or a two one buy down, that money is saved in an escrow. So if you would re, uh, if you would refinance, mm-hmm. that's going to be that money that you've left in your escrow is going to be used as a principal reduction, all okay. right, for that's the cool. refinance. Yeah. Now, if I do a standard buy down where I buy down a quarter of a point or whatever, then Right now, I would say a 12 to 24 month break even is what you want to look for. You don't want to go much further because then I think you're wasting your money. Now, every person is different in terms of, hey, if I only want the lowest interest rate, I want the lowest payment, then go for it. Don't look at what someone else does. You got to be comfortable with your situation. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great. Maybe we'll dive into that a little bit more later too. So So.
1: there are some good options now where you can lower your payment for a one year or two years. Right. And then hopefully you're going to be able to refinance Refinance at that point. And you said
0: that there's a balance on top of that. Exactly. Go towards principal. Yeah.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. We'll try to share these graphs in any way we can possibly an email or or, or on our social media um, with Daniel. And if you have any questions, Daniel, what's the best way for them to reach out to you if they're looking to
2: buy
1: give me a call cell phone 214 422 so call
2: call Kevin or Ryan your first or, we'll put you in touch yeah, yeah we <laughs> got, will
1: you got real estate here and lending yeah. here yeah, one yeah,
2: stop shop we will
0: definitely uh, put your information in the show notes too yeah. so um, i
1: appreciate it
2: and just real quick uh, i love that we're on point here with the time frame too i i love going over this with you it's really great insight for us People will see it i'm going to i'm going to email this out to our group As well, because I think this is just great stuff that, you know, people need to see. And it gives them an idea of, because, you know, people are still having the conversations right
1: now. Exactly. And even if, let's say we would be wrong, but at least we had some facts on what we're seeing, right? Right. There's a lot of people that are just saying rates are going to go down. Rates are going to go up. But give me some facts to why so I can make an educated decision. Some people that may be listening to this, they may think this is all incorrect, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But at least this is our opinion, and we're basing it on numbers that we're seeing. And so that's where I say is, hey, least we have some facts that could support lower interest rate in 2022 sure. 2024
0: yeah and like we said the worst case scenario is it goes up and you've locked in your rate yeah um homes will adjust to that too temporarily but uh we're looking for long term exactly so. so all right well thank you very much Appreciate everybody it. thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode right.
1: thank you